This is the most important day for all of the nation of Israel at this time period. And it's important to understand this day because we see so much correlation between this and Easter. We see so much correlation between this and the way Jesus had to die. And so I think it's so important to study this stuff because it really does relate to now and how much Jesus really fulfilled the Old Testament law. That was just a clip from today's episode, one of the most important holidays in all of Jewish culture. And this is Yom Kippur that we're gonna be talking about today. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, grab that cup of coffee and enjoy. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hey friends and faithful listeners, thanks for tuning in on this beautiful Friday morning. And I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend coming up and don't forget about the giveaway that I'm currently still running. It's good until the 31st, so please enter. And also if you already wrote a review, Before this giveaway started, you can still send that over to me and you'll be included in the giveaway. This doesn't have to be like new reviews. These can be ones that you've done in the past. And all you have to do is screenshot that review and send it over to me at jen at p40ministries.com. That's jen with two N's at p40ministries.com. And you'll be entered to win $55 worth of stuff from P40 Ministries. One of the things is a signed copy of my book, Out of the Mire, which I just published back in May of 2021. And then also a Lion of Judah t-shirt. And so those two things you can potentially win if you enter the giveaway. So enter it, tell people about it, let people know that the giveaway is happening. But guys, let's talk about the Bible today. Let's talk about uh, Leviticus chapter 16 or the Day of Atonement. I'll be reading verses 11 through 19 today out of the W.E.B. version, as I always do. So grab your coffee or your cup of tea, sit back and enjoy. Aaron shall present the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He shall take a censer full of coals of fire from off of the altar before Yahweh, and two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small, and bring it within the veil. He shall put the incense on the fire before Yahweh, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the covenant so that he will not die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east. And before the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with the blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. 
He shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions, even all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting that dwells with them in the middle of their uncleanness. No one shall be in the tent of meeting when he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out. And he has made atonement for himself and for his household and for all of the assembly of Israel. He shall go out to the altar that is before Yahweh and make atonement for it and shall take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it around on the horns of the altar. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and make it holy from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. So atonement means reconciliation. In other words, making up for bad things that you did. (laughs) That is pretty much what atonement means. So this day of atonement or Yom Kippur, which is what it's called nowadays, was a sacred thing that the priest would have to do every single year in the fall to literally make reparations for the sins of the children of Israel. Because God already knew that the children of Israel and all of us, not just them, but every single one of us would not be able to follow the law. It was pretty much impossible. I mean, we could follow the law to an extent, but definitely not perfectly, not to the extent that we needed to follow it in order to have life with God. And so this day of atonement would fix all that in a sense. It would fix the issue by making atonement for all of the people of Israel, first the high priest, then the high priest's family, and then all of the people in Israel would be atoned. Or in other words, they would be making up for all of the sins that they committed throughout the entire year. And this would go on year after year after year. Now, I don't know if this took the place, though, of a person who just chose not to follow the law. I think this was for almost law followers to be covered completely because we already found out that even if a person didn't know they were sinning, they were still sinning and that was causing them to go further from God because God and sin are complete opposites. They can't be together. And so people who sin obviously can't be near God because we're so imperfect. Sin causes us to be imperfect and we just can't be near God. So whether or not the Day of Atonement covered people who just purposefully didn't obey the law and didn't obey God, I don't actually know. But in my personal opinion, I would say no, I don't think it did. Because later on in the books of Jeremiah and all the other prophets, where the people are just getting worse and worse and worse, the Day of Atonement was not helping them because they would just keep going and doing all the stuff that they just kept doing and thinking that they were fine. And even what we talked about yesterday with John the Baptist, where he was like, your lineage means nothing. And even though you believe because you are an Israelite that you are just automatically saved, you are not. So I think that the Day of Atonement covered people who were trying, covered people who wanted true relationship with God, but otherwise probably didn't do much if the people's hearts were just so far away from God and didn't really care is kind of what I think of as the Day of Atonement, which makes sense to me because eventually all the stuff was gone as Jesus came down to take the penalty for everybody. And then at that point, 
we have to make the conscious choice to trust in Jesus and to believe that he is our savior. And we literally can't do anything ourselves to get to heaven. So, yes, I think that's why the Day of Atonement and the law just ended up, you know, being done away with because people just kept getting it wrong and it wasn't helping in the long run as people thought that, you know, a sacrifice or the Day of Atonement would just save them and they could just keep doing whatever they wanted to do. But obviously they missed the point of what this Day of Atonement was supposed to be, which was God coming back to his people in spite of the fact that they were sinners and kept sinning. And the people just weren't realizing that. They just thought that they had God's good blessing and, you know, the Day of Atonement would fix everything and they could just do whatever they wanted to do. But that was not, that was not what this was. (laughs) This was for people who had a heart for God and didn't know they were sinning or, or even maybe did sin and just fell short. The Day of Atonement was for these people to get back on track with God. So moving forward in verse 11, it says that Aaron, the high priest was supposed to go first. Basically his sin was supposed to be atoned for first by the, the blood of one bull. And this bull would cover Aaron's sins and would also cover uh, the sins of his entire family. And so it says at that point that Aaron was supposed to take some of the blood And also he was supposed to take a censer full of coals from the fire off of the altar. So don't forget, the uh, altar fire was the fire that God lit himself. And that was part of God's spirit, his presence maybe. So that fire was supposed to light everything else. So Aaron was supposed to take some of God's fire and burn some incense. And this incense, of course, would make a ton of smoke. I don't know if you guys have ever attended a uh, Catholic ceremony of some sort, but they often use incense and it creates a ton of smoke. So this smoke was supposed to be so that Aaron could go into the veil of the most holy place and not die. This smoke was supposed to cover this small area. Remember, the most holy place was actually pretty tiny. It was relatively small. So this smoke when Aaron goes into the most holy place, was supposed to cover the entire room with it. And this was so that Aaron would not die in God's presence. (laughs) Because the smoke would cover God's presence so that Aaron could be in there safely with God. So Aaron would have to do this and he might not be able to see where he's going. He definitely wouldn't be able to see God's presence very well. This would cover God and protect Aaron in that way from God's glorious presence, which we know uh, consumes people. And so it says that at this point, he would have to take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it seven times on the east end of the mercy seat. So the mercy seat was where God's presence was sitting, where God's presence lived with his people. So God was supposed to be able to see that blood from the bull and realize that Aaron's sins at that point were atoned. And same with Aaron's entire family. When he saw Aaron flick that blood seven times on the mercy seat, God would forgive the sins of Aaron and of Aaron's family. And same thing for this goat. We talked about the scapegoat on Wednesday. Now this goat that Aaron kills was for the entire congregation of Israel. 
one goat for the entire congregation. And the blood of this goat, Aaron was then supposed to take some of the blood, put it inside the most holy place and flick it once again on the mercy seat. And when God saw Aaron flicking the blood on the mercy seat, he would forgive all of the people of Israel and realize that their sins were atoned for through the blood. There's a verse in the Bible that says, without blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And the wages of sin is death. That is just what sin costs. And so a sacrifice was needed so that people would not die. And back in these days, it was the blood of an animal. But now we're covered through Jesus's blood and we don't have to do these sacrifices anymore. But back in these days, it was necessary to have a sacrifice for the people to be saved. One thing I'm really starting to realize as I'm reading through Leviticus is how much I believe God actually disliked sacrifices, which we don't often think about because we're like, oh, God commanded people to have sacrifices. God liked sacrifices. And this is kind of the thought process of all of the ancient world. They believed that God actually liked sacrifices and wanted animal sacrifices. And God continually said, I do not desire sacrifices. I do not desire sacrifices. I desire your heart. And me going through Leviticus and reading through the sacrifices, I'm kind of realizing that I don't actually think God liked sacrifices. I think it was just necessary in order for people to have their sins taken away because God loved people so much that he commanded sacrifices to be done in an orderly way so that people could have their sins forgiven. And I'm also realizing how few sacrifices were actually needed to cover the sins of many people. Like one goat for an entire congregation of two million people. You know, I mean, we we see these stories in the Old Testament of, you know, such and such. I think Solomon brought like thousands and thousands and thousands of sacrifices before God. But now that I'm looking at Leviticus, I'm kind of realizing that I don't even know if that was biblical, killing so many animals before God, because one goat could atone for the sins of many people. And so I I kind of am starting to realize that I don't think God really wanted animal sacrifices, but rather did what was necessary for the people. And I'm just realizing that just more and more and more. I think before I always kind of said that God didn't like animal sacrifices and that's why he did away with them. And that was kind of my logic for it. But I guess I'm starting to understand how much God did not like death and sacrifices, especially later on. We're going to see, I think right after this chapter, a law where God tells the people not to sacrifice animals in their own yards or their own fields. And I think even commands people that do do that to be excommunicated. And the reason, and he actually gives a reason. He says, the reason is because I don't want the fields to be covered with blood. If you need to offer a sacrifice, you bring it to the temple and you do it in a humane way and not just kill animals left and right because you think that's what you need to do. 
So it's just things like that where I'm seeing that God really does care about the lives of animals and uh, wants things done humanely. But even here, like with this Day of Atonement, I'm, I'm just realizing how how little blood is needed to be shed for an entire assembly of Israel. Now, of course, this is not for each family because you remember that when a, a person sinned, he would have to bring a sacrifice. But for the most part, I do believe that God was just desiring to live with his people and to have his people just be cleansed of their sins, even though animal sacrifice at this time period was necessary for the forgiveness of sins. But so then after this, it says that Aaron is supposed to make atonement in the holy place and no one's supposed to go in there until he is done making atonement for himself and for his household. And I'm sorry, no one's allowed to go into the most holy place, but basically no other priest could go into the tent of meeting at all until Aaron was done doing this. So then after this, Aaron was supposed to go outside and actually make atonement for the altar and take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it around on the horns of the altar and sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times to clean it, to cleanse it and make it holy from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. So I guess this is when people bring sacrifices, but yet don't have a change of heart. That's a, probably a sin. I'm certain that's a sin because you're you're needlessly bringing a sacrifice without uh, changing your heart and killing that animal without having a change of heart. I mean, the death of that animal meant nothing, and yet it had to die. And I would guess this is why the altar would have to be atoned, is for those sacrifices that people would bring that meant nothing, where the people's hearts just didn't change. And the death of that animal, like I said, its death just meant nothing. And so the altar would have to be cleansed. It would have to be atoned for, for those kinds of sins. And the high priest, Aaron, would have to flick the blood around on the altar, around on the horns of the altar, and sprinkle it seven times. So I don't know what the significance of seven is, but that is a very significant number. And God almost always says to do something seven times, like flick something seven times. Maybe it's just God's favorite number. I don't know. (laughs) I always say it's like one for every day of the week. But I don't know if that's true or not. But friends, we'll talk a little bit more about the Day of Atonement on Monday and talk more about that uh, scapegoat and different burnt offerings and stuff like that. You know, this is the most important day for all of the nation of Israel at this time period. And it's important to understand this day because we see so much correlation between this and Easter. We see so much correlation between this and the way Jesus had to die. And so I think it's so important to study this stuff because it really does relate to now and how much Jesus really fulfilled the Old Testament law. But friends and faithful listeners, I just want you to have a fantastic rest of your week. And as always, happy listening and God bless. 